PFT Media. This Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 368 of Cinema Crespo. Bienvenidos al episode 368 de Cinema Crespo. You really struggled with that one. Presente de Gogate, Gogate para sus dientes. Limpiaran sus dientes para. Wash your teeth? Is that what he said? Clean. Did he tell me to wash my teeth? Clean your teeth. Clean your teeth. Please. Drew. Gigante. Welcome to Sablo Gigante. I'm your host, Don Francisco. With me, as always, is... Uh... I, I do not look as good as any of his ladies. No. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to work on that for your Sablo Gigante, bud. Rose ladies, You man. need to have... You, you're Instead of being Don Francisco sitting in a room with three hot ladies, you got three... Subpar looking dudes. I got, yep. I got three hot <laughs> dudes. Here we go. We got ourselves uh, two whiteies and an Italian Syrian. Is that right? Italian Syrian. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit, a little bit of ethnicity in here. Just a little bit. A touch. Can't be surrounding myself with white dudes all the time anymore. I'm sick of that shit. I'm sick of it. I mean, that's like your entire life. I know. <laughs> crazy <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how it happened because they all think you are white chris See, i know i, I, I <laughs> in, and now i'm blowing up my spot my own spot uh been trying to do it for years unaffectedly uh now you're doing Drew, okay? yeah. all right yeah. you're mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. no you're not as good looking as those women no but it's fine no, no it's not no one's asking you to be no it, it, it's not fine chris. imagine if you were your life would be a living hell yeah wow be a, a monstrous existence. One sexy dude. Nothing but but DMs of uh, penises, of mm-hmm. rando penises. Ugh. Uh, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. That's the reaction you have. M- making eight cents on making eight cents for every ten. Making seventy five. Seventy five cents for every dollar. Actually, if you're one of those sexy ladies we're talking about, you're a Spanish woman, so you're making more like sixty five cents. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. Actually, when you're thinking about, it. ladies and gentlemen, with us is Steve Etchy. Yeah, hello. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I think the glass is very Stanley of you. Hello, oh, true you. believer. You got to get one of the ones with the the, the, the half shaded ones. The half shaded ones. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right, Drew? Right, the ones that Stanley would wear, wear that they're like sort of shaded. Oh yeah, yeah. That they're yeah. like perma mm-hmm. perma half shades. Yeah. you can wear them indoor and outdoor. Uh, well, I do have the I do have the transitions when I walk outside. It goes dark, but I know it's not the same. But thing. they never transition pro- all fully in either direction. No, it's always those transitions are always disappointing. Yes, no. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're better than they used to be. It used to be like super disappointing. I need glasses that transition into mirrored shades. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Oh. That, that'd be fucking bitching. Dan Perella. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's your first time here on Cinema Crespity, so welcome, sir. How you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Uh, host of Devils in the Details now, Half True History. Right. Uh, all the, the appropriate marketing and feeds over there, but changed over. Mm-hmm. Still, Steve, you got to help me. I can't. That, that, the Apple Podcast cover art, man. It gets me every time. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I need you, if you can, please go into the RSS feed and fix it. So oh, there's every, a problem with that. I didn't know that. It still shows Devils in the Details. We need it to be the updated Half True History logo. Okay. That's a, that's 
It's the only reason you're here. I need, I need that. <laughs> Tech support. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My Apple specifically. Mm. If I need some Apple done, Steve's the guy who's done. Apple. It's crazy, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's still the old, like, that was in details thing that I got off Fiverr a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, back before they were attacking on extra charges because they realized, oh, shit, we can do that. Yeah. And it was the other way around with Google, too, because, like, I, I, like, I have an iPhone, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. And so, like... Um, I, I got to handle the Google podcast I stuff. can't check on Google Play about different... Things going on like those rivalries. If people, yeah. So if people are like it doesn't work, I'm like, well, you have to tell me what it's doing. Yeah, because I can't look at. Yeah, no, and you got to tell me because then I can use my Android device. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but between the two of us, we got it all covered. Right. Got it. That's the joy of PFT Media. That sounds like a cluster fucking a half. No, yeah. man, we have a system. We have a system. We have a system. We have a system in place, and it's amazing. Where he works on the iPhone, I work on the Apple, I work on the Android, and then we come together with two parties coming together like this country should, just like we did in California. And we were now in Washington. If you let me, I will be running in 2028. That's my. That's you know, I'm running for Schwarzenegger. I'm part of his. Campaign. In 2028, how old is he now? He is now 72 ish. So he'll be 80-ish. I mean, that's about the time when old white men get into politics. When they yeah. become president, yeah. specifically. That's when people come. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's actually, it's actually on track. Yeah. We just got to get that damn pesky constitution fixed. That stupid thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at this point in time, that whole, like, must be born in America thing, like, it's kind of stupid. Who cares? <laughs> What's the point, Dan? At, at this point in time, guy, it doesn't matter. You the history guy. Give us a quick history lesson. If you could, if you don't sure, want to. Sure, what's, no what's, the, what's the point of the whole, they gotta be nationally born here or whatever? Well, I mean, it was there, I'm sure it was it's, for back no, in the day. shut up, th- shut up, Drew. We got a teacher here. Teach, then. I mean, it basically was a loyalty thing. They figured anybody naturally born would be more loyal. They wouldn't have any separated uh, allegiances or anything like sure, that. that. It was a simpler sense. time. I'm sure that's what, I'm sure that's what you're saying. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say. I mean, at that point in time, they, foreign interest. They, mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, when America was born, it was nothing but foreign interest. That, so. that makes sense. Well, I mean, look. At I mean, now, America we, was born from foreign interest. Yeah, but look at this now. We got this New Yorker. He's working for the Russians uh, right. as our president. So foreign interest be damned. I'd rather mm-hmm. have the Austrian who actually seems to care about America. It's like this mm-hmm. place is pretty good. This is where I made my millions. I made my first million here before I even learned how to speak English. Did you know that he made a million dollars yeah. before he even learned how to speak English? Did not know that. Him and Frank Colombo when they were still uh, uh, pumping iron <laughs> exactly pumping iron for a living they also uh, got into roofing oh yes they got they, and they made a lot of money in construction oh well, yeah you do and then he saved his money fiscally smart right from the beginning put that into buying his first piece of real estate and then he was off to the races there we go this, I might as well learn how to speak English now um this whole episode is going to be about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, apparently. Okay. Uh, yeah, there we go. Was, I just called it all the way right there. Here we go. Schwarzenegger time. Top five Schwarzenegger uh, movies. Drew, go. Give me number five. Uh, Commando. Number four. Um, Running Man. Number three. Uh, last Action Hero. All right. Number two is obviously Terminator 2, Judgment mm-hmm. Day. Number one, Drew, though, is... Jingle all the way. That would have been a good answer. Mm-hmm. But you answer out of turn. Five second penalty. <laughs> oh, best for it. It should just come to you. It should, you should have to think about it too hard. Man, you're, you, I'm not bringing you with me on Family oh. Feud. I was going to say... Conan the Barbarian. Thank you, Thank Mr. Cogburn. That's the correct answer. Yeah. It's opposite day also. That's why mm-hmm. I use that sound effect. It's opposite day. So that means you did a good job. Yeah. I was thinking Conan. Or kindergarten cop, one or the other, no. one or the other. Oh, kindergarten. Yeah, kindergarten. kindergarten. What about junior? Junior's not bad. You know what? For that, 
you can leave. <laughs> uh, Junior is really funny where he's like, oh, we're going to have this baby. It's going to be wonderful. Weird. It's a weird fucking movie. <laughs> it is. Like, of any, <laughs> and of anybody to be in that movie, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is not the right choice. But they were for sure riffing on I mean, twins. I get, I get right. it. Right? Uh, him and DeVito again. He's playing a smart guy, which is like, yeah, he's not smart. He's a, he's a Terminator. He's, a, he's Conan. He's a dummy. Uh, but yeah, Junior is a weird one. But Kindergarten Cop has the part in the beginning where he's like, he has a beard. He's got not a beard, but like the sh- stubble. Yeah, stubble. And like he looks a little like tired and mm-hmm. he's got a trench coat and sunglasses as he's stalking the guy through the mall. And he looks like a legit badass, like mm-hmm. a child fat badass. And then the rest of the movie, he's, you know, Kindergarten Cop. But still, I want to see the movie, the prequel movie, where he's just a badass cop. Before he goes, okay. in, before. Yeah. So I want to see the Kindergarten Cop prequel. Before, Before he, he becomes, becomes he's like, uh, okay. uh, works in the kindergarten. So I just want to see cop. That's why. Did you ever see it. the western that he was in, the villain? No, is that from? Is that an older movie? Oh, it's like seventy nine or so, something like that. Now, like one of his when first. you say in it, he's like, is that a cameo? No, he's plays the the white hat good guy. No shit. But it's all. But it's it's basically a Wildy e. Coyote and Roadrunner movie, okay. and it's basically Kirk Douglas playing the villain trying to. Put him in traps and wow. everything, and then them always just backfire on Kirk Douglas. Uh, is Schwarzenegger dubbed? Um, I think he's a little dubbed at that point. They, yeah, they, he's yeah. still he's still dubbed. Yeah, it's mostly Kirk Douglas and Anne Margaret exchanging back and forth. So he's just a, he he's a just the muscle in yeah. the white hat. That is so funny. I've yeah. not seen the villain. His job is to uh, yeah escort Anne Margaret to the safe zone. I'm going. Did you just safe zone? Going to find out about Kirk Douglas. He's an old man now. He was an old man then, Kirk Douglas. <sighs> One of my favorite movies yeah. is The Fury, mm-hmm. and where he's playing. He's been playing bad. an old man his entire life. Yeah, <laughs> he is. <laughs> and it's so funny in The Fury, he's already an old man, but he has like chestnut brown hair, right? And then he has to like hide from some people, so that he makes his hair like he dyes it uh, gray or whatever. So he's like an old man, make him so look like an older man. Schwarzenegger also has a non-speaking role in The Long Goodbye, okay, where he's like a henchman for the bad guy. And uh, so he's just like a random muscle dude in 70s clothes. Nice. He looks awesome. And uh, what's another one? Oh, obviously. Uh, have you Her- guys seen Hercules? Hercules in New York. Yeah, right, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. yeah, where he's dubbed. Steve. He is dubbed, but they re-released the footage with his original audio track that they did record. Ooh. So he's like, I'm Hercules. I'm Hercules. <laughs> he says it like a dozen times. He's like, I'm Hercules. That's me. I'm Hercules. And then they have a, a part at the end where he's communicating via radio. Okay. And he never actually recorded that because they didn't need him to record that. So it, then it's like the dubbed voice right. of, of Hercules. So all of a sudden he's speaking like this. And he's like, remember me? Um, that concludes the Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger portion piece, of yeah. the show. We are doing mandatory Schwarzenegger <laughs> every month. It's a lot like mandatory Metallica. Oh, okay. I remember you know, that back in yeah, the day. So we're doing man- mandatory Schwarzenegger. It's uh, not mandatory. Then what do you be a salutatory Schwarzenegger? Salute, salutatory. Salutes the Schwarzenegger every month. That's like it. that's for the month of January. We'll do it at the end of every month. Um, it should be for Stallone, but sorry, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we saw a couple movies this week, so we're going to talk about that. And cool. then I'm going to ask you guys your media diets, what you've been watching, reading, listening to, anything like that. And then uh, I got some movie news stories. And then, uh, Dan, you're going to have to help us. So I'm saying that so you don't forget, guys. you got to help us with the six degrees of Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Where are, we, are we on, like, degree 12 We're now? on, like, degree 9 or 8 Ooh, or 9. Okay. Probably. Yeah, we've been failing really hard at this. It's been brutal. It's rough. It's been brutal. It yeah. should have been over... Steps ago, uh-huh. but you know what? But it's not. Drew and I, 
when it comes to this game, we're like Uatu the Watcher. <laughs> we can observe, but forbidden to interfere. So you, you, you guests just have to play the game, and we just have to observe. We'll see what we can do. And be like, ooh, no, they're just, they're going the wrong path. All right, before we do that, so we went to the Enzian. Right. And we saw an unrated film. Did you know it's not rated? Mm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Called Color Out of Space. Yes, the uh, Lovecraft one. Lovecraft, yes. yes. Uh, apparently, I, I read up on the short story after I saw the movie. Okay. I knew nothing about it before I saw it. Then I read up on it. Thank, thank you, Wikipedia. Then I read up on it afterwards. One of Lovecraft's most popular short stories. Okay. <laughs> um, so popular, in fact, that it actually this is the fifth or sixth adaptation of it. Oh, wow. There's a Boris Karloff movie, Karloff Karloff movie from the 50s called Die, Monster, Die. There's one from the 80s with, uh, not C. Thomas Howell, Will Wheaton, okay. called The Curse. Uh, and the, and these are all loose adaptations of right. the story, right? And then there's uh, a couple of very recent adaptations, international ones, called The Color Out of Space. And then there's this one with Nick Cage now. Um, all the stories have the same crux, which is there's a family. There's a meteorite. Uh-huh. A meteorite dissolves. And then local everything, plant life, wildlife, people become infected in some ways. People go mad. Some people go mad faster than others. And then there's uh, the the father is like central to all the stories, all the tellings of right. all the stories. So except for maybe Die Monster Die, I read the Wikipedia page anyway. So Nick Cage is a dad, and he does this weird thing where right we talk about this immediately walking out of the movie. He does this weird thing where his character, uh, they him and his wife, they talk about his father. Uh huh. And the way his father would act around him, and then he would imitate his dad, and he would talk like this when he would talk like talks his dad. like Donald Trump. It's hilarious. Kind of Donald Trumpish, <laughs> like a New Yorker. That's yeah. okay. He's, he's talking like a like a high society New Yorker is what I think he's doing. It's the same voice he used in the movie um, uh, Vampires Kiss. No, not Vampires Kiss. Yes, Vampires Kiss. Okay. No, not that one. No, what's the one where he does the A B C D where he plays a literary agent? Um, I don't remember. It's that an one. insane. You know what I'm talking about? My fair lady. My fair lady. Good. That is correct. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Wild at Heart. The, <laughs> your favorite, yeah. David Lynch. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's not vampires. Cause anyway, um, he, where he's playing a literary agent. The whole movie's talking with this like this air of sophistication. Uh, I think it's vampires. Cause it's like last night I killed a person, and um. He's playing his dad because his dad was a literary agent, mm. and, and he's just acting like this is how these people talk in high society. So when he's doing this in this movie, I think he's when he's saying I'm playing my dad, he really is playing his dad. So that's why dad. he sounds yeah. like a New Yorker, like a Trump, like oh, what's wrong with you? Yeah, hundred percent. So I think he's pulling from quote real life. We, we get some good Nick Cage mega acting, mega acting. Some nice. like, some capital M, capital oh. A. Hyphenated mega <laughs> acting that when he's in the car, he's like, oh, oh, oh. he's like, just because bonkers. It, it's good, and sometimes it's so off the top that the audience actually started cracking up laughing. You, you have to, yeah, you have to. It's so uh, out there, classic, no. almost in a way, Nick Cage mega mm-hmm. acting. How would you though, Drew, describe? the overall feel of the movie because you get mega acting in there I mean, it, the movie got kind of slow it's it's very slow and very subdued um i mean there are some crazy parts and because of the slow pace of the movie when things get crazy like they just ramp up 
so fast. So hard, so fast. It's from like zero to 150 miles an hour in like two fucking seconds. It okay. is wild. So, so the, it is a Lovecraft novel. It is very Oh, okay. yeah. I, I mean, it, I, very much so. I mean, and I think. Props for the practical effects. Was that the people who did uh, all the thing stuff? Because, man. Yeah, the, so, so. So fleshly and slimy. There's everything. Some, there's some fleshy, slimy body horror stuff in this Always. movie. Yeah. Which uh, apparently is not in the original Color Out of Space. It's more of a. Because really? um, Lovecraft, while he does like tentacle monsters right. and fish people and stuff, he was also preoccupied with madness. Yeah. People just going crazy. Oh, and that's what this movie is. And his original story is, like, people going crazy. Um, this has people going crazy, but then there's also, like, body horror. Yeah. There, there's a thing that happens that's like, whoa. <laughs> I was not expecting and then the movie, No. And then the movie becomes then, about it. And then, and then, oh <laughs> it's, like, God, central to the Jesus. film. I obviously don't want to say what it is. Right. Because people will discover this movie on Amazon yeah. down the road. Hope. It, I say hopefully not. It may end up on Shutter like Mandy mm-hmm. did. You know what? It will be on Shutter yeah, as Inspector Vision. Yeah. So uh, no one will see it because like Billy has Shutter and that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was but, wondering about that. Yeah. I couldn't even remember the name of the thing. Shutter, exactly. Yeah. The, the app, the all horror movie app. Yeah. Which people who have it love it. It's good. Very good. People we'll keep love debating. It. I mean, if you're into horror, okay. That's you have the to thing. be. You have to be. Fully into horror though, they have to be able to take the good with the bad. Yeah, I cherry so. pick. I just want all, I want I want the hereditary. So I want the flies. I don't want the fly too. I just want the fly. You can keep the fly too, right? You know, yeah, everything. Yeah. So, um, but Colorado Space is a very, in the end, wild and I'll say enjoyable. It is slow. It's over two hours. They could have cut twenty minutes out of it. It is. It is very much a Richard Stanley movie. That's the Chris. thing. So it's Richard Stanley. So <laughs> it's Lovecraft, but it's also Richard Stanley. Richard mm. Stanley is a guy fired days before the filming of The Island of Dr. Moreau. Mm. So all that weird animal hybrid stuff and all that, he oversaw all the, pre- the, the pre-production and all that stuff. And then he got fired. And he stuck and, around anyway. <laughs> and, and then great documentary, Lost Souls. Watch the movie Lost Souls, the, the incredible something of Dr. Yeah. Moreau. And so he stuck around on set. And uh, because it was like an isolated set on an island somewhere, uh, and the, the crew were like living out like in these in a, an encampment area, he just like hung out with an extra or like a local, not even like a hermit, yeah. and then wore like animal makeup and then watched the production on the set from like a distance and watched everything go to shit around him. And then it took months and months and months to film, so all the extras like they took it to heart and got like really drunk and drugged up and like had sex in their animal outfits and stuff and it was real, real (laughs) Caligula fucked up shit. Uh, on the set of Doctor Moreau, sweet. It makes it, it makes it fun to watch the movie. Yeah, to be like, oh yeah. And I'm sure after this take, uh, Fruza Balk went back to her her hut and then and uh, like orgied it up with uh, two all the, all cat, the cat people, people. <laughs> and, uh, and a dog man. Yeah. And that uh, must have been amazing. As well, they all hopped up on able nitrates and and goofballs, whatever they could get their hands on. Um, so he almost made that movie. Got fired. That was 1996. Hadn't made a movie since. This is his first movie since that attempt. Have you guys ever seen the movie Hardware? No. Hardware is from uh, Steve. No, it's from like 1990 horror film. Dylan McDermott mm-hmm. has a small role in okay. it. Okay. Uh, and that it's does a, not sound horrifying. It, oh, it's a, oh okay. it, McDermott's really not in the movie much. You don't got to worry about. Don't worry about McDermott. I'm not a okay. fan. Yeah. So I, I, say, just I having him on screen makes it not a horror. I know. Movie. What you, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I'm observing. <laughs> He's too comforting looking. No, he's fine. He's, very, he's barely... And he plays like a one-handed dude, too, which is kind of funny. He's got okay. like a robot hand. Because it's the future, 
post-apocalyptic, mm-hmm. fucked up uh, UK English, because Richard Stanley's English, and uh, Iggy Pop is like the radio DJ. Cool. About, he's like, oh, it's he's a- still not wearing a shirt. <laughs> yeah, you don't see him, but you could hear he's not wearing yeah. a shirt. You could hear it in his voice. He's shirtless, shirtless and sweaty. They saw like radio. The UV rays are bad today, guys. Lemmy Kilmister has a cameo as a um, uh, water taxi uh, cab driver. Cool. Right, so it's a weird, wild punk rock movie about uh, a girl who Dylan McDermott goes to visit his girlfriend. He finds he buys a uh, a metal robot skull and gives it to her because she's a a sculptor, a sculpture artist. And it's like here you could probably do something with this piece. So, well, with all this, here's a bunch of metal. You can do something with this piece. She takes the metal skull and applies it to her this huge metal thing she already has. And it becomes um, alive. Yes, the, the, the skull <laughs> is course. a part of a weapon system. The 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 programming kicks in, it becomes alive, and adapts the rest of the the sculpture. Then becomes a killing machine. Oh, <laughs> and, and then she's stuck in the in her own apartment uh, with this thing, and she's like, other oh, people get drawn into it, and it kills them. This one fat guy gets his guts sawed up the middle. It's wild. Uh, and then he made this movie. Okay. <laughs> and so expect similar wackiness. Like, out there <laughs> thinking wild wackiness for right. sure. Okay. Um I don't love this movie, but I like it enough that I I would recommend it and I w- I want more Richard Stanley stuff. Know what I mean? Yes. Uh, how about you, Drew? What do you think? No, I, I I agree 100%. I mean, the movie is not like great or anything, but in this day and age, you know, when everyone's complaining about nothing's original, this, that, the other, blah, 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 blah. It's because you guys don't see fucking movies like this. Yeah, this is surely, this is surely <laughs> so, an original weird it, film. It is out there. It's yeah. nice. It's refreshing. I'm glad that it was made. I'm, yeah, 100%. I'm glad it exists. Uh, and I hope people, you know, they'll discover it over time, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Is it spelled, color? do you have it in front of you? Is it spelled with a U? I don't know. Probably. It's uh, Richard Stanley. Pull up the, the tomato score. I bet you it's like rated pretty well with like a rating around 6.5 or 7 out of 10. Um, probably hasn't made that much money, though. Oh, it's no, no U. It's 84%. 84%? Yeah. All right. Not bad. Certified fresh. Certified fresh. Color. Out of space. 6.6 out of 10. 6.6? See what it is. What it is. Okay. What there is. you go. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, the other movie we saw. Much more popular film. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it made a decent amount of money too. Uh, it made it was number four this week, opening eleven million dollars. Oh man, actually, I, I thought it would have made more money. Actually, to be uh, to be quite honest, do Bad Boys is killing it. How much do Bad Boys make? Uh, another thirty-four million Whoa! total. Total one twenty domestic. Whoa, Bad Boys setting records is what it's doing. Good, mm-hmm. good for them. Um. We saw the gentleman. Oh, okay. Guy Ritchie's the gentleman. Yes, uh, kind of more classic Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Gangsters, multiple groups of people, multiple characters, crimes, people trying to pull shit uh, off like over on other people, and then it's like, uh, oh, actually, I knew the whole time what you were doing. So, oh, I actually knew the whole time that you knew the whole time. So, well, I knew the whole time you knew the whole time. I knew oh, the whole God. Time. So, I was following you and you were following me. I was following them. It's Guy Ritchie. Yeah, exactly. Right. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Drew? I mean, it was all right. It's, uh, I mean, it's definitely an old man Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. It still has the feel of, like, Lockstock and all these other movies that he's known for. Oh, uh, But it is... Definitely slower paced and a little bit more philosophical and reserved, sure. as I'm sure he has become. Right, that makes sense. I mean, it, the movie itself, once you see it, it, 
I don't know. It all has this kind of singular feel, you know, between the plot and what the characters are saying and then what's actually going on in his real life. And it all just kind of, you know, I don't know. It has a singular feel to it. It all feels like it's coming from a very specific place. Oh, yes. Again, it's Guy Ritchie. No, exactly. And uh, as much as I do love his movies that mm-hmm. are the British gangster type. The Guy Ritchieist. Yes, the Guy Ritchieist of them all. This is definitely the most... Uh, it's just it's old man Guy Ritchie. He, it, he doesn't have the, I thought the it was, force anymore. I don't know. I thought it was fine. It's watchable. It's a okay. watchable movie. Uh, if you like his movies, I think you, you'll enjoy them. Right. Especially if you like his gangster movies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you happen to like Aladdin and, and uh, King Arthur. And Robin and those, Hood. If you like those movies. No, he didn't do Robin Hood. He didn't do Robin Hood. It, looks, sure like, it looks like a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> it's a Guy Ritchie ripoff movie is what it is. Um, I think you would like those movies. Oh, yeah. like Remember that Robin Hood movie with Taron Edgerton and Jamie Foxx? Do you, see uh, that, do you see those trailers? It was awful. It looks like uh, Robert Hood, but it's like a war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was weird, man. I don't know. Um, great cast. Now I was just thinking about the fact that I just saw, because um, I was like, where did I see his name recently? I couldn't remember. It was, I, I watched Aladdin. Right, Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. Yeah. Weird as hell that he would that he be chosen to direct to do that. that movie. It's yeah. a weird project for him to be behind. Yeah, uh, and then it makes it. I find it strange that then he follows up with the gentleman because the gentleman feels like the type of movie you make where you go out on a limb, you do something different, and it kind of flops. Example. Uh-huh. King Arthur, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Shit, I gotta now. I gotta do like a one for them. Show them that I can still make some money before I go out on a limb again." Um, but Aladdin made so much money mm-hmm. that you think he can then make whatever he wanted. So the gentleman feels like a weird, safe choice yeah. to be as an Aladdin. I wonder if it was like in development already, yeah, before Aladdin even came. That's out. possible. You know, it's possible. And then it's like now, like with the success of Aladdin, the gentleman does okay. Then he could like make something weird. Maybe he can make his Merlin movie. No. Or Lancelot. Or he Whatever. Really, he wanted to make like a, a dozen fucking King Arthur movies. Yeah. The son of a bitch. Uh, the, the greed of these guys. Maybe he'll make a sequel to Swept Away. Have you, any of you actually ever seen Swept Away? No. 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 Fascinating movie. Okay. It's a remake. Uh, I think the original is maybe from the 70s, an Italian film. He made it in the mid-2000s when he was married to Madonna. A lot of people point to this as being like, oh, this is the beginning of the downfall of Guy Ritchie. It was booed at the con. I don't film know. Festival. Was this before or after Revolver? Mm, I think it pre- presages Revolver. Okay. Because that was pretty much yeah. the like, whoa, dude, what happened? Well, you had the one-two punch of Revolver <laughs> and, well, I actually kind of like Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll. And, and Tom Hardy's You in. know what? I I like Rock and Roll. There you go. I he really likes Rock do. and Roll. Ladies and gentlemen, he likes Rock and Roll. Uh, Swept Away is a movie in which um, it's sort of like an overboard type of scenario where you get this uh, rich bitch who uh, she treats the, the, the boat staff, the yacht people, the guy with uh, contempt, right? And Because she's like, I'm rich, you're beneath me, you're just no help. And then um, shipwrecked on an island, just her and the dude, and then he asserts his madness. He's like, no, out here, I'm, I'm the king now. Like, you have to be subservient to me. And she's like, oh, no, this is bad. But by the end of the movie, she's like washing his feet and sucking his dick and being like, oh, you the best men are real, the real providers. I'm just a dumb woman. Um, <laughs> All right. Makes sense. It would be like a 70s, like Italian, 60s mm-hmm. Italian movie. Yeah. What movie is this? Swept away. Okay. And then Guy Ritchie Madonna decided to remake it. Mm. In in two thousand something, like and not change it up or making some sort of feminist tone. It's like nope, same thing. 
Same thing. Okay. And it is a wild, wild fucking movie, man. It is weird. And like you're like, whoa, I don't know how I feel about this. And they also got to remember, like, his husband's directing this whole time. And uh, and it was booed for, like, 15 minutes straight at the con film festival. Whoa. Like, they, they hated it. Wow. It was bad. Uh, and then they got divorced shortly thereafter. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So that, there you go. Swept away. Highly recommend. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's it's the Geely of Madonna's career. Yeah. And she had already made a couple of Geely's. Oh, have, yeah. you, have you guys seen um, Sh- Shanghai, uh, the movie she made with Sean Penn? No. No. No? She made a movie with Sean Penn in the late 80s that took place in like 1920s Shanghai. So did she just make movies with whatever... Hollywood dude, she's banging at the time, or is that, that she wants a bang. That's her yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because then she did. That's how she got Dick Tracy, right? Yeah, Dick Tracy, Warren Beatty. That was a couple years later. She, she wasn't sleeping with him, but she handpicked Willem Dafoe. Interesting for Body of Evidence, huh. a very sexy movie. Okay, where, where the two of them did a lot of their own <clears throat> sex scenes. Do you uh, guys remember that one? That's the one with the wax and the she would, she ties him up, mm-hmm. pours wax on his chest, and then like pours champagne on it to to like cool it off. And then and then she like licks the champagne the whole time. I'm like you licking that wax, girl. Like, There's no way that tastes good, right? And um and there's uh, she picked him for that movie. She's like, I will only do this movie if Willem Dafoe. Is the the other is the lead? Is okay, my, my, my co sexy lead. Years later, now you can put two and two together if you want. Years later, Willem Dafoe is cast in Lars von Trier's Antichrist. Mm-hmm. A lot of full frontal nudity in Antichrist, male and female. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, Somebody knew his honker was big. Steve. Yes. The honker you see in Antichrist is not Willem Dafoe's honker. Okay, I did not see it. It's a stunt honker. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a stunt honker. It's a still pretty big. It's a sizable, it's a, it's a, it's a sizable, <laughs> yeah. penile. Uh, and it's not one of the foes. Not because this is so small or whatever. But no. but Lars von Trier is quoted as saying, one of the foes' penis is, quote, confusingly large. Yeah. End quote. <laughs> yeah. Confusing, okay. Confusingly good, large. Good. So he, he couldn't use it in the movie because if he would fear it would just take people out of the movie. He must right. find porn just like... Totally confusing. No, like, you know no, what I mean. Like, I think, oh, I think what I'm he, so confused right now. No, what he's saying <laughs> is that Will and the Foe's penis, in relation to the rest of his body, makes no sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's walking around with like a horse dick. That's <laughs> fair. That's thing. fair. Yeah, it's just like, what is this thing? So Madonna got word of that. I was uh, like, hey, I, I'm gonna do this movie, but it's gonna be with a uh, old Will and the Horse Cock the Foe over here. Right. Yeah. You gotta keep this in your mind when you see actors like Will and the Foe. Uh-huh. Michael Fassbender, John Ham, John Ham, Colin Farrell, in the gentleman. I was greatest I, greatest part of the whole movie. Chris. I was checking the track pants. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, is there a bulge? Can I see it? I'm just fascinated now. All of them huge hogs, mm-hmm. huge mm-hmm. hogs. Like not even just like big dicks. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about like huge hogs. Like they're, they're like to where they had at least like, one woman in their life go. I can't. I can't. One woman. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Amy Schumer in and it was a train wreck mm-hmm. where she's like, where do you bury all the bodies? <laughs> um. Colin Farrell's and gentleman playing a character called the coach. Okay, and I, he could the whole movie could have been about the coach. I, like, he's a I would have, I would have rather it had been about yeah, the coach. He's a great character. He's a guy who uh, rehabs like uh, uh, inner tru- youth? troubled youth. Yeah, yeah, uh, through like boxing. He's one of these guys. Okay, right? um, but then like some of the youths fuck up and get themselves involved in the crime world. So he, he intervenes. He's like, well, I'm in charge of these boys, so I, I'm going to step gonna in. His big dick. Yeah, well, he's like, like, a huge dick around. And, and, and he's, he's, he's like, listen, I'm not a gangster. I've done some gangster things. And every once in a while, I, a I get fucking like 
riled into this shit, but like this isn't my this isn't my bag. Like I don't do this all the time. And yet he's so good at it. So right. good. <laughs> so, so good at it. Um He's great in it. Matthew McConaughey as the American living there who married a cockney girl. He's great, she's great. Um Charlie Hunnam's whatever. I'm not a Hunnam fan. And also uh the guy that's uh he's like the, that, he's like the kind of the kind of the co lead. The, the quote unquote bad guy. He's from uh that show Secession that's, that I've been watching. Uh you mean Henry Golding? No, not the, the other one. guy. No. The other guy. Oh the other yes, one. yes. He's from Secession. Who I've seen him in something else, yeah. I feel like. I didn't like him in this movie. I didn't like him either. No. I didn't like his performance. He, he's he, great he was great in he's great in Secession. He is not he was and I know this was so garbage. He's like he's like Giovanni Rabisi's like less creepy brother. Yes. Is what he looks like, and for he played this role kind of like Faye. You know, Giovanni Rabisi would have been a better fit for this movie. Probably. <laughs> yeah. There's something about the way he plays characters. Yeah, like, it, just, it was I'm weird. Not buying this. Right. It, was, it stood out as strange, hmm. especially probably because he's being surrounded by people who are just doing low key good work. Yeah. McConaughey, Farrell, um, even Charlie Hunnam. Like I'm not a fan of his. He's just whatever, but he's doing scenes with Hugh Grant, where Hugh Grant is sort of being big. He's sort of biggish, killing it <laughs> and, and crushing it. So Hunnam just has to be sort of like the straight man, okay? All that you know, so I can see that. Um, but Hugh Grant's great. Henry Golding, he's continuing his rise. Now he's been, they even made a joke at one point where he's like they call him he's like he's like a Chinese. He's more suave. He's like a Chinese James Bond. Yep. <laughs> and for a minute when they were talking about like oh who's gonna replace Daniel Craig, Idris Elba will be this. He was sort of like yeah. oh could be this actually this Henry Golding guy because mm. he, he is very he can be very suave yeah. if he wants to. Uh, that movie he was just in Last Christmas mm-hmm. with uh with the Narius, mother dragons with the mother of dragons like. Very quietly made like a hundred million dollars at the box oh, office. Nice. Like no one was paying attention, mm. and it made a bunch of money. Um, so last Christmas too, eventually she's gonna be coming. I'm sure. Um, unless she died, did she die in that movie? Do you know anyone know? Does anyone know? I don't know. Does no know? idea. I bet you she died in it or something. <laughs> um, so it's a fun movie. Like run out and see it in the theater. No, right. <laughs> Is it on HBO? Yes. Okay. Right. Right, Drew. Yeah. I think that's a very reasonable assessment of it. Uh, it's well liked. It's getting well good reviews. Uh, not like loved or anything. Oh, let me get some awesome Eddie Marsden in that movie too. Oh yeah, he's doing <laughs> some great Eddie Marsden. He's fantastic. He's one of those guys. If you, you probably don't know his name, but if you Google him, you'll be like, oh, it's, it's that guy. He's right. This guy's fucking always good. Always good. Always British. Always yeah. good. Um, so gentlemen, it was not bad. We saw some pretty good movies this weekend. Nothing to like rave about. Right. But, right. You know, I'm pretty happy about both of them. Um, let's get into our media diet. Should you watch anything this week? Uh, so I watched uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. Oh yeah, and and it was garbage. I know. Um, I, know. I do. I do give props for the the Hollow Earth stuff. That was weird and wacky. Yeah, I always appreciate any sort of uh, Jules Vernish yes. like ridiculous. Absolutely. Sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, watching Godzilla go Super Saiyan was fun. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem was it was like at the very end. No, sorry, for like the last minute. Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was a two-hour movie. It was the same thing with the first Godzilla movie. The only good part was at the end when he ripped off the giant bug's head and breathed fire to cauterize the wound. That was, cool. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> it was he, amazing. He, he fired out, throw it into its guts. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. Other than that, the movie was garbage. It was a bad movie. Yeah. They keep focusing on the humans in these movies. Yeah, they need to concentrate more on the monsters. Why? Yeah. Give me a dialogue-free kaiju-only monster movie. Sure. Right? Yeah. A love story with Mothra and Godzilla. Mechagodzilla shows up at some point from outer space. Mechagodzilla uh, rumored to be in um, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Cool. Okay. Yeah, which is cool. You guys see Ready Player One? 
Yes. I have not. No. I, I know you drew. I know you saw it. You guys haven't seen it? Mega Godzilla pops up and he's in, he's in the book and in the movie. He yeah. pops up at the end to do some fighting. Um, in the book, he does battle with Ultraman. Yes. Okay. A large Ultraman. Cool. In the movie, he does battle with a, a Gundam wing. Yeah. Okay, cool. And so when it, when they changed it from uh, when it wasn't Ultraman, it's like, oh, I want to see a giant Ultraman because it's so cheesy. It would yeah. be fun. Yeah. Uh, but then it was like a Gundam wing. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. cool so enough. That's so pretty cool. <laughs> right. I'm of the age where I can, I can appreciate yeah. the Gundam. Um, okay, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, bad. Yes. All right, next. I also watched uh, The Adams Family, the new one that came out. Oh, the the, the Adam, Adaminated one. Mm-hmm. And? It was very middling. Oh, middling. Very middling. It, it was just kind of there, very bland. It was just called Adams Family. Yes. Right? The, the the best part was uh, Nick Kroll's un- Uncle Fester, and he was barely in the movie. Oh, they got Nick Kroll for Uncle Fester, <laughs> who's barely in the movie? Greatest casting of all time, probably. Damn, I, I like Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll fan, Steve? Yeah, yeah. I like him. All right, I'm a fan, too. He also kind of, this son of a bitch, he's one of these guys who's like, he had it easy. Yeah. He grew up rich as fuck. Uh-huh. His family has money, money at the ass. Still funny guy, like yep. no hardship. He's still just a funny dude who, who's <laughs> successful in comedy. It's like, yeah, I thought you had to have pain and suffering. He's like, nope. He's like, nah. No, I'm just a funny guy. I'm just a funny guy. I'm just a funny uh, had life hands me on a platter. I'm doing good. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick Roll. I love him. He's great. No, he's uh, he'll be on the show one day. I'm, I'm sure he's going to he be here today, but you know, we'll, right? Of we'll, course. We'll, one day, I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll be here. All right. Anything else? Uh, I watched uh, season three, uh, episode three, of The Outsider. Are you watching The Outsider not yet? Not yet. Not yet. No. Should I, should I start watching? Yes, you should. On uh, HBO. Mm-hmm. That's the Stephen King series. Yep. What's it about? Uh, something about a guy that's a murderer, but he was in another place at ben, the same time? Ben Mendelsohn is... Uh, the Bendelson. The Bendelson is a uh, cop going after... Uh, what's his face from Arrested Development? Bateman. Bateman. Uh, Bateman's character is uh, accused of murder. Okay. And, like, all the evidence points to him being at this place at this time, yeah. including eyewitness testimony, this, that, the other. Yeah. And then there's video evidence of the exact same time, him being hundreds of miles away. That's his twin. So, but that, and then things get weird. From there. Episode, episode three, we start to go on like a huge Stephen King turn. Okay. So, and it's got uh, that chick from Harriet in it. From where? Harriet, the movie? Harriet? Uh, you were just talking about yesterday? Ar- yeah. She shows up in episode three, killing it. Singing? No. <laughs> Playing uh, a bit of an autistic uh, private investigator. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, when does the show air? Oh, uh, I think it's... No, I don't know. I've been watching it. You're not watching it live? No. Yeah, sure. No. All right, I'll, I'll start watching. Yeah. I'll start watching so I can come Th- There are three episodes. It, they're so twins, far. man. Come on, they're twins. I'm right? Not, I'm not saying it's anything. It's the prestige. I'm not saying anything. It's the prestige. They're not twins. You guys remember Prestige? Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, they're, they're not twins. Just, uh, that was great. I, I think I own that movie on DVD, actually. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. That's, uh, what, that's what yeah, I'm ba- talking Batman about. Batman vs. Wolverine with magic waggle fingers. They have magic waggle fingers. So like, <laughs> Alfred's working on the wrong side. And Bowie's Tesla. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, so Godzilla, bad. Yes. Adam's family, meh. An outsider, good. Yes. Okay. Also watched uh, episode one of Avenue 5. Oh, and? If you're just looking for something, just basic dumb comedy, because this is a space satire sort yes. of with a Hugh Laurie, yes, and uh, Josh Gad, uh-huh. 
and some other people as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's but it's good. It, it, it's good watching Hugh Laurie do comedic work again. Oh, because okay, good. because here in the states, that's he, true. Yeah. here in the states, he's house. Yeah. And yeah. like that's how everybody yeah. knows yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Everybody forgets the Fry and Laurie show. A bit of Fry and Laurie. Yeah. Hell yeah. From back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so good. good. It's, so it's good to see Hugh Laurie back to doing comedy. That's good. But yeah. it's only so if it's a comedy, it's hard to judge something like that on one episode. Yes, hell, I mean Seinfeld wasn't good until like the end of season two. Exactly, news radio didn't really get their full stride until season three. Yeah, I mean it. Comedies are hard to judge. It's right really it, hard. Exactly. Yeah. It's I, I'm in for the first season. I'll watch the first season okay. and see where it goes. Okay. And then if if it's good, I'll continue to watch it. If not, then I'll drop it. Whatever. All right, cool. I'm in for you watching the first season. Okay. And if you like it, then I'll. Yeah. Before I'll coming over here, I was watching Night Court. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. Why? Just because? It was on. Because it feels good to watch it. Yeah. It's one of those shows. There are it is one shows. of those shows. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it just feels good to just watch Golden Girls. Oh, cheers. Cheers. Uh, uh, news radio. Right. Aforementioned news radio. I can just put it on just watching it. It's, be like, it's like a blanket. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I feel I feel comforted by the, the, the dulcet tones of Phil Hartman. <laughs> um, all right. What's what he got? And I watched uh, season five of BoJack Horseman. The whole, well, you finished it. Because we were talking about this off mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and? It's good. Good. Back. Yeah. You happy to be back on the BoJack train? I, I am happy to be back on the BoJack train. It's got- good. It's funny. I um, kind of don't know why I ever stopped watching it. And uh, Remy Malik shows up in uh, season five. Does he really? Yeah. He, he does the voice of a writer slash director slash producer. Oh, that's delightful. Yeah. Good old Remy Malik. Mm-hmm. Um, BoJack Horseman. That's another show I got to go. You guys watch any of that BoJack? I have not. No, I uh, watched the first couple episodes. It's, it's, it's worth it. I like it. I like Mr. Peanut Butter. It's, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Tompkins, man. He's I love Paul F. Tompkins. And then he's and then he's a ridiculous character, Mr. Peanut Butter, because he's a golden retriever. Okay. So he has the like the intelligence to think of a dog of a golden retriever. Yeah. He's very upbeat and optimistic and happy and, and very happy and is always very scatterbrained. <laughs> Goes from one thing to the next. Yeah. Oh God, a delight, a delightful character, and a show that gets pretty sad and dark. Yeah. Yeah, it's a crazy, weird very show. sad and dark. Uh, Bojack Horseman. Okay, that's it. Yep. All right. Uh, media that just go around the table. Dan, uh, what you watching, reading anything lately that you uh, you, you want to report on, talk about, let people know that is worth it. All right. Well, I just uh, saw 1917. Ooh. Let's get the review. What you think? Right. Um, you know, it's. I'm glad that there's always more World War One coverage in America, so I'm happy for that. Sure, World mm-hmm. War Two gets all the press. Yeah. Gets all the press. Um, I am. You know, it's it's very good. It's a nice virtual tour through a World War One battlefield. Yes, that's, that's what it is. It's yeah. a very funny. Yeah, it's, it's what it looks like and kind of feels like it too. Is. That's so true. It's a virtual tour. Um, all quiet on the Western Front is still king. As far as okay. getting emotion out of you and really get, making you feel the intensity of the war, but to be fair, also has a like a loved uh, novel to be based right. On it's more for, of a mo- and yeah, it's sure. and it's a little bit more of a and again I can't give away the movie, but for all quiet, it's more of a it ends more like how it does end for most people in World War One. Sure, and that's what was yeah. that's always nice about it. So yeah, yeah. artistically, you know, it's it's definitely a very good film. Um, I love the one-shot uh, attempts that he was doing there. Yes, yeah. the, very nice. The, uh, yeah, yeah. the fake continuous the, the, the one-shot. One right. Yeah. They do have he, a moment. It's a one-shot in three acts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. And they do have a moment in the middle where, like, uh, the main character, it's like it, it goes black and there's a yeah. time. Gap. Right. So it's sort of like, well, it's plenty now. It's not even a fake continuous one-shot anymore. Now yeah. it's almost like uh, two fake one-shots mm-hmm. in, in the movie. 
Uh, but still, you, it does add, like you said, makes it a tour. It adds yeah. an immediacy to it. It abs- absolutely does. You can really get a feel of it. You really feel the, the, what they went through and everything. Going through the trenches. Going through the trenches just to very, very... Um, and, and even even the um, the ridiculous um, point blank gunfight gunfights oh, that yeah. they were in, and you just got to realize how unreliable most of these weapons still are. Yes, yeah. that's true. And they're expected that these rifles that can barely shoot each other from fifty yards, they're expected to compete with machine guns and tanks and yeah. airplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just you, you because keep, it's you, the beginning of the mechanized. Yeah, war, right. right. It's World the War first. Yep. The first mechanized. The tank shows up in nineteen fifteen for the first time ever. Ooh, yep. Scary. Yeah, and it's just. Imagine seeing that thing for the first time. Oh, oh it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, the, the first tanks weren't even like tank tanks. They were just basically just these giant things that would just either roll through barbed mm-hmm. wire or roll over the trenches, and yep. that, that was all they needed it for. Oh, so it was just yeah, just blockade runners basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, and, yeah. In, and in all reality, they found out really quick that they couldn't use them in like head to head combat because they would just get stuck in the goo that was that no man's the, land the, goo. The, 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 that, that was you know the mixture of mud, water, feces, urine, and dead body parts. And bodies. Yeah. <laughs> 1917 does give us nice close-ups of uh, horse corpses. Great. Yes. Which is, you know, Hor- another... Which I call horses. Yeah. Horpses. Another callback to just how ineffective most of these strategies were for these yeah. organized wars. And they still... 1917, you're looking at three years in now. They still have no idea what to do with this new mechanized war. That's true. Mm-hmm. Three years in with another two, three to go. One more year to go. Only one to go? One and a half. Yeah. Okay. One, one and a half. The, the fish end of 1919? Uh, 1918. Ele- uh, November 11th, 1918. That's why we okay. celebrate Veterans Day. Okay. On November 11th. Okay. Yeah. Armistice Day everywhere else. Ah, I've heard of Armistice Day. Yeah, it's also November 11th there. Very cool. Um, so, and actually when the the beginning of 1917, they give you the date, April 6th, 1970. That's the day the United States declares war on Germany. Oh. So there's a little bit of significance on that date because, you know, it's still kind of this hopeless feel, but the cavalry is coming. On the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's where they're coming, yeah. The that, cavalry's on their way. First they, gotta, first they gotta make all these Puerto Rican citizens and then they can put them on some boats. <laughs> yes. Alright, go over there and die real quick while we figure out we're, how we're gonna protect our whites. Right. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, man, he really dragged us fucking He was scene. a horrible, was, horrible He was one of the worst president. presidents, I man. dislike him completely. One, I'm just a horrible racist. One of the, yes, um, horrible racist. Uh, Rams and Democrats. Not that there's a good racist, but he's a horrible one yeah, at true. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. racist. He called the uh, birth of a nation lightning lightning in a bottle lightning in a bottle in- lightning. no history written in lightning hey, yeah history written in lightning what, and what uh, inspired line. the rise of the second Ku Klux Klan and uh, the original superhero movie yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yes. there are a yep. bunch of dudes who wore caves and masks and, mask and, and, and drove out them. the evil bad guys right. uh, you know those pesky blacks <laughs> out there today so um, yeah Woodrow Wilson was great and then Teddy Roosevelt was like, well, the Progressive Party. And people were like, shut up, Teddy. Oh, I mean, yeah, t- Teddy was uh, Teddy's fantastic. Teddy's this is an amazing. Well, he, he yeah. Was, he was but he was for war. He was for the United States entering World War One. in the original. like the war hawkiest of the yeah. war. Yeah. He, he wanted to show off how impressive his big white fleet was. He, yeah, he did not necessarily care about causes. Right. He's just like, war, yes, yes, yeah. war, yes. I got a big stick. I want to use it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to fucking swing this thing so hard. And then he was pushing so hard to get into World War One, and uh, people were like, "Teddy, you an old man? Go, go, go! Roll over and die already!" Right. Then his kids went and fought. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them, anyway, died. Yeah. One of them, Kermit, was like his favorite. One died, um, and then he he died shortly thereafter. 
uh, heart attack in his sleep, but really, he died of a broken, broken heart. heart. So sad. Mm. Rest in peace, yes. Teddy Roosevelt. This episode dedicated, of course, to the memory of Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, career as governor in California. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was really great. Good stuff, Arnold. Good stuff. So, that being said, probably my second favorite history movie shot as a one-shot. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? Russian Ark? Russian Ark. Right, Nothing well, can beat Russian Ark. Russian Ark is like a legit actual one-shot One-shot. I mean, that's yeah. king of but, that. I just love it. But it's a boring movie, though. I was going to say, just based on that, like, I bought it without seeing it. Because it, it came out when I was in film school. Yeah, so okay. it was like 2005, 2006, right? Yeah, uh, 2003. 2003, okay. Yeah. So, so then I was still in college and myself. Okay. Yeah. I got, I got on Netflix on DVD. And that's the whole reason I wanted to see it was because it shot. This, this is the only reason anybody wanted to see it was mm-hmm. because it was shot. And I don't even care. Even Russians. Um, but it, but what it is is a tour t- of Russian history. History, right? yeah. yeah, right. In in uh, in uh, yeah, all like all the uh, Russian. Uh, like they're going through his, a house. His, his and history. They're going through the Hermitage. Uh, the Hermitage. Yeah, yes. they're going through the Hermitage. Not, not and, the house is Hermitage. No, and they all come to life, and they it's it sucks. I I didn't like it. It's a piece of shit. But it's, I, it's, it's it's it just is. But I also didn't care about history. As a person who does care about history and the right, I thought it was it, fantastic. You thought it was fantastic. I think right? I thought it was beautiful. So we got Steve thinks it sucks. Dan thinks it's fantastic. Right. Uh, I just found it boring because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. You don't know, yeah, because again, you're not. It's not. It's not for me. You don't know what those quirks of our those rulers are, what they're really doing here, right. and like the because he it was basically a lot of little nuanced. Um, episodes from each ruler and such. Oh, but ca- I do know, yeah. I do know. That in order to make the movie, so mm-hmm. it's a true one shot. What's how long is it? Hour and a half, two hours. Hour and a half, hour I think. Half. Yeah, um, I believe it's ninety minutes. They walk around with a they did all the digital camera, steady cam, and then they had a camera that was able to swap out SD cards mm-hmm. while filming That's without awesome. losing anything. Yeah, yeah, without. So they had one going. They popped in another SD card, and then they could just like the recording would just swap over to that one. We all got nice. four, and they just kept swapping out SD cards. As they recorded, jeez, so, so, so those goddamn Russians. Oh, yeah. Russians also did hardcore Henry, so they're on the. That was awesome. I they're on the forefront of yeah, wild. They love film ex- technology. They, you know they love their experimental they film. Love, That's love, their thing. They do. They do love yeah. experimental film. I do love Fucking hardcore Henry. That's really good. Goddamn it's that uh, Eisenstein stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. motherfucker, <laughs> stalker, pain in the ass of a movie. Um, yeah, Hardcore Henry is a fun movie, mm-hmm. and and that guy actually has that a music movie. video is even better. That dude, uh, it works better as a music video. Yeah. Although Chateau Copley gives a like powerhouse performance in that, did you ever see Hardcore Henry? Yeah, and he's gives you an ex- it gives you uh, perfect excuses to why he's not talking and like all that. Kind of oh, sure, yeah, they, they did a good job of that. They, they, yeah, they explain everything away mm-hmm. to do the whole heads up video. But there's one thing. I mean, you can explain something away and then not get it. Get, get you to believe it, not, not, but they, but they explained they, it in a satisfying and, way, and it was you to your satisfaction. I see, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't just, I know, yeah, yeah. Um, that guy, I'm almost positive, has a movie coming out this year, some sort of action movie. That's not the same conceit, right? But it's so cool. That, okay, let's see what else this guy can do. What he can it, do, yeah. He's he something very imaginative and 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 pretty out there and wild. Um, so 1917, second favorite historical one take movie. One take movie. Overall, uh, fantastic movie. Would, though. would you uh, awards for Artist Whack? Haven't said that with all the Oscar love, mm-hmm. all the nominations. Do you see it winning anything? Could, are you pulling for it in that way or no? I would be extremely surprised if it didn't win Best Cinematography. That's for sure. Hundred uh, percent. I think it's a lock for that. I mean, yeah. it's beautiful shots. Yeah. The shots are amazing, and it's Roger Deakins. The, 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 the nighttime village where it's uh, oh, the that's fire it. That's right the there. Is, yeah, and stuff. you yeah. just it's a magical. 
experience yeah, what you have there. Wild looking, yeah. Um, I I would not I would not put it as best picture personally. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, there's nothing really involved with the dialogue or the plot or anything like that. Sure. It's more the gimmick of the what. The it's movie more the is gimmick itself. of the tour. Yeah, of the tour. That's what you know, the first time I've heard it described as as a virtual tour of a battleground of a battlefield that's good that's funny uh we should make a similar movie we should make a one-shot movie uh, uh of like uh, uh, uh civil war we just go right. to pennsylvania just yeah we just it's walk all, around it, it it's all still there we can go to gettysburg and do it yeah, yeah. No, no no we should uh, make gettysburg a yeah. pod war a one-take movie <laughs> where podcasters run around insulting each other yeah right. it, it would be it would be a dramatic uh tour of a pod war we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta wait 20 years to make it though <laughs> a dramatic tour of a pod war <laughs> oh god sounds kill me now <laughs> the movie ends with my suicide <laughs> okay so 1917 and everybody else on looking on like oh i wish it was me yeah, like well, <laughs> he he had the right idea. Uh, anything else you want to? I've been on a high fantasy kick as far as TV shows go. Okay. Uh, my so going back and watching some Xena. I've been um, well. Uh, let's see, like Witcher. Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Witcher was good. Witcher, which is oh, basically yeah, rated R. Witcher. Hercules: The yeah. Legendary Journey. Basically, <laughs> it's just basically yeah. that. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved Hercules: Legendary Journey. So I like the silliness that is Witcher. It's okay. Like it's ridiculous. It's fantastic yeah. how much ridiculous it is. It, it is fantastic. Did you uh, did right? you read any of the books or play I did the not. video games? No. Okay. No. I just went right into yeah. it. Did and you play the video game? I played the video games. Okay. Oh, that right. game can suck my dick. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Steve coming out swinging hard right? <laughs> against Russia and Ark in the Witcher video game. Uh, why? Just the playability of it? Just, um, yeah, there were so many things they didn't think of. There were so many things that were broken. There was like that, that so just a, flat a, out didn't work the entire a, time. It's just a piece of shit game. Okay. <laughs> so don't play the game, Dan. But right. by just the way, enjoy, just enjoy the I heard number three is really good. Even number three is amazing. Even oh, okay. as far as okay. that's the one I was talking about. Um, <laughs> even, but like that's the thing though. Even though I couldn't get that far without going, this game sucks. All right. It was still the best storyline. I like like as far as the writing goes. Uh-huh. Holy well, shit! It's, 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 it's based on a uh, a set of Polish novels. Yeah. Okay, so, that makes a so, lot yeah, more so, sense. So it's like so the most, George. It's like the George R. Martin of Poland. Right. That's interesting. Okay. So most video games isn't even going to be based on anything. It's like usually written as is for its own video. Yeah. Games. No. This so, was so fact right. that it's a video game based on novels. Well, really well, I mean, the great thing is it's a Polish video game company based on a Polish novel, so it's all. You know, all for the motherland. Yes, That's, that is very cool. Yeah, but the the show is not a Polish production. Though. No, it's no, way that, too like, much English accents for yeah. a Polish yeah, production. Right. Yeah, no. Um, hell, you got Superman and there. Oh, you're good to go. The um, I liked him better as this than Superman. Really? Oh yeah, I like. Except Cavill. there was there, there was one scene that I didn't like. Henry Cavill in. What's it? His wig in the bath scene. Oh looked yeah. So like. Throughout the rest of the whole show. A lot of people are making a big deal about his wig. The whole show, seriously, the wig doesn't bother me in the action scenes and the stuff like that. But when he's wearing a a wet mop on his head, it just looks silly. It looks silly. He is also, he does have the features of a, like, traditionally, like, brunette gentleman. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, uh, whatever is in his blood, in his history, he looks like he needs to have dark eyebrows, Mm -hmm. dark hair. When you see him as a blonde, like, this does not look... Well, he's got got gray hair in The Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. Gray, but it's so light, though. It's it's almost white. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it looks blonde. looks platinum. looks like Ric Flair. And that kind of adds to the ridiculous I love, because it looks like he's just doing a Christopher Lambert cosplay the entire time. (laughs) It's fantastic. That is funny now. 
But but is he doing the Christopher Lambert? I don't know English, but I'm still acting asshole type of accent. See, that's what I'm coming from. Right, right. When I'm when I want Christopher Lambert, I want the doesn't know English but still acts. Yes. Uh, I'm just talking about Highlander. Essentially. Well, of course. Um. So what you like it then? Yeah. Good. Uh, so I like that yeah, one. Okay. You know, that's, that's, um, that's on Netflix. People who aren't yeah. sure. Uh, another great fantasy series out there. I saw uh, HBO's His Dark Materials. Yeah. Uh, I, I, fell, I fell off on the last couple episodes. I need to finish it. You but, should. But you like it? I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like the Lin-Manuel. Well. Yeah. The, uh, are you familiar with the, the book stuff at all? Or are you just coming to the series? No, I'm just is? coming in. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just coming in. And the only th- experience I've had it was uh, that Golden Compass movie a long time no. ago. Yes. Which watching a series, oh my god, multiple times. I want to just like, man, I want to watch that movie. Uh, right, like, I want to see the comparison now. Yeah, now I want to compare it. So I'm still I, okay. So I'm going to go back. I'm on like episode seven. How okay. many? How many episodes are there? Do you remember? I think it's either eight or nine. Right. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty close to the end. Then yeah, I need to finish it, and then I want to go back and watch it. Right. Because it didn't catch on, and uh, it had Daniel Craig and the James McAvoy role. Right. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. It was. And, and yeah. what's what's this bad lady's name? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Her, Tom Hardy's lady. wife. Whatever. Tom Girl, Hardy. Girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Really. Yeah, that really. Yeah, she's the fiance or girlfriend or something like good, that. Good for your top. Life. Yeah, that's and I hope she does that monkey stuff. Good in bed with for them. her. <laughs> All right. Good for both of them. All Having right. some very attractive English sex. Mm-hmm. Okay, good for them. Hope, hope the, the, their their fight must be the, when they have fights must be the most overacted scenes. Oh, <laughs> I can't even imagine. So over the top. He pulls out a beanie mask. I was born. In <laughs> you think you were an actor? Like, Tom, relax. Right. Jesus. Uh, okay, his dark material. So, so you're you're, uh, you're in on that. One. I'm on that one. All for it. Okay, very cool. Season two, you're gonna watch it, right? Like Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh huh. Uh, anything else? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then I, because uh, like I said I went on a whole high fantasy kick. Yeah. I saw Carnival Row on Amazon. Ooh, Drew could I, not get into. That I one. stopped watching after like the second or third episode. Yeah, I think I think if I recall, you said third episode. No. It that. takes a little bit to get into. Does it, it really does? Um, that's Orlando Bloom, right? That's yeah. Orlando Bloom. And Orlando Bloom doing his audition tape for Peaky Blinders. <laughs> uh, oh God, Peaky Blinders is such a good show. That's so amazing. Uh, <laughs> Do people get stabbed in the eye in that one? Yes. 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 Not just stabbed. They get their eyeballs blinded. slashed with razor blades. Yeah, that's why they're called the blinders. I was just checking. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering. Um, Carnival Rosso, then you did like it. I I enjoyed it, but I can see where a lot of people like. If I was to give it a C plus, you know, as far as oh, that's pretty middling C plus. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's so like. Well, here's I'm the type of thing where like you like it, but you're not necessarily. Well, I like it because I like the steampunk feel about it. I like okay. the mythology feel about it. I, I like all of those things. It just feels like the notebook version of all of these high fantasy Some people stuff. want the Nicholas Sparks version. Yeah, of that. and, that, and that's, that's what it feels like. like. It had a little bit of, and it's it's interesting because it got a lot of that. It's got a very, there's one storyline which is very Downton Abbey-esque. Yeah. yeah. And it's very like upper, like this um, what, creature. They're mythological creatures who are trying to blend into whites. It's an immigrant yeah. story. Okay. Oh, and oh, one yeah, comes. Okay. The, the, the dude with the horns. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a, he's like a satyr character. Yeah. He, tries to blend into high society and buys this house this mansion which for the for centuries has always been just humans oh. and he's trying to blend into society he's super rich so it's for kind of like this Downton Abbey kind of it's funny nobility thing so like overall it's a decent thing to watch I wouldn't like I said it's not phenomenal C plus maybe B minus in certain, okay. certain episodes I will say if Downton Abbey had a satyr or like a minotaur or something <sighs> right I'd start watching oh 
if they if they're like oh just going around to the, 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 the maids and blah 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 and then like once a season they mention oh the minutes hall in the basement <laughs> right <laughs> gotta go feed the Gerald I'm like yes yes here we go finally yes. finally the Minotaur stuff is what I've been waiting for mm-hmm. um side tangent I saw I did watch maybe sixty seconds of the Downton Abbey movie on a cruise ship okay uh a cruise ship that had a cinema. It had, it had a theater that had straight up stadium seating. It's like this. Nice. At least the seating is appropriate. It could fit like forty people. I walked in like partway through the ten p.m. showing. The little room was packed, packed with people. Yeah. watching this fucking movie. And then I still uh, haven't seen it. I, this is all I saw of it. This is all I've seen of anything. Downton Abbey. Stood in the aisle to watch a little bit of the movie. Just I was like, it's a fucking cinema on a cruise ship. I have to see what this is all about. The cinema crespity, so I have to see what it's all about. Um. And there's a scene where a guy, well, like, he, there's people getting in a car, like an old-timey car, uh-huh. and someone ran out with a gun, and then someone else, they were fighting this dude with a gun, and he was shaking around, and got him to the ground, another lady came out, like, stepped on the dude's hand, and got the gun out of his hand. I was like, what the fuck is this? Where's the house? There's, like, a gun. What, what you've what? described is probably more action than all eight seasons of Downton Abbey. I, w- I would not be surprised <laughs> if they're like, there's a gun in the movie. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's definitely because it was a movie. They had to put something in there. I was about to see some house. I want to see some silverware. I want to see Maggie Smith being like, ooh. But no, I saw some dude with a yeah, gun. Right. Yeah, I was just some silverware, Yeah, I was just a posh. Right. I, need to, I need to see some posh shit. And it's, I, I recommend the series, though. I really do recommend yeah, the series. Yeah. I loved it. My mom. I loved the series, it. Yeah. Have you seen The Crown? I have not. People love The Crown. Okay. You should watch The Crown. Now you got John Lithgow as the... Wait, who doesn't uh, love John Lithgow? Come on, go, 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 go Lithgow. Um, okay, Carnival Row. Okay. It's a thumbs up. His Dark Material is a bigger thumbs up. Yeah, very The Witcher, good. I think, even bigger thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Up? Witcher is uh, just, just okay. so much fun. All right. Anything else there you want so That's good on our high fantasy run. I haven't really... St- yeah. Waiting for some other stuff I've later. been reading a lot of fantasy lately. Okay. So, uh, I feel you there on, on the fantasy stuff for sure. But then I'm, like, afraid to admit it. So, like... Oh, I'm, yeah. In, like, my, in my Bumble conversations, I'm like, yeah, I'm reading it fantasies now. <laughs> but, but I swear it's really good I swear and it's uh, not about vampires it's not about vampires alright it's about a, there's a samurai guy and there's a troll man hey. called Fenris the Feared it's great cool uh, the girls don't want to hear about that kind of stuff <laughs> they, don't, they really they really really don't they want to hear about brunch uh-huh. and margaritas on the patio right which I can honestly and, and they don't care about high fantasy or rush right rise in paradise Neil Pert Obviously, from the classic Rush song. Mm-hmm. Inception. Uh, Inception. Um, okay, so you got some fantasy stuff, 1917, is that it? You oh, yeah, that's repeat? pretty... Uh... Okay. All right, uh, uh, we're, we're roughly about almost at an hour mark already, so Steve, we're going to take a break. Okay. And then when we come back, I'm going to ask you your media diet. I'm yeah. going to talk, talk a little bit about this book, this fantasy book. I'm sure, reading. yeah. You may be into it, uh, uh, Dan. And uh, I got a couple of news stories, and we got to play the Jeff Goldblum game. Okay. So we got a lot to squeeze in for the second half of the show, and also... Uh, we gotta refill my hot beverage. I think it was full. Yeah. Now, now it's the boy. We gotta fix that. Um, so we'll be back with the second half of the show in just a minute. Listen to Cinema Crespity, so in case you forgot. All right, here we go with 368. We continue in Cinema Crespity. So this is for the people walking into the room or just getting into the car of the Uber driver who happens to listen to the show. Sorry, Uber passenger, but your Uber driver wants to be entertained while he drives your drunk ass around town. Juice Cogburn. Chris Crespo. 
Where can people find you online? At AntiHeroFoma9. Sure. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Follow at Tracy Cogburn on Twitter. It's not me. They do a great job. Damn straight. Uh, damn. You get nothing. Where can people find you online? Um, I mean, just follow Half True History, really, uh, on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram. There you go. Look for uh, new episodes coming soon. Very soon. Soonish. I'm I'm gonna guesstimate sitting here right now within a month. Yes. The relaunch will happen, mm-hmm. and then expect them every other week. Half True History. A lot of fun. People still going back for some reason, Steve. People still pulling up listening to the What is Fascism episode. I wonder why. Ah, it's a popular why. one. Popular one for some reason still relevant. It's very, very relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those shows that uh, continues to get downloads even when there's no new episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean... It I've, does, yeah. For those of you that, that, that don't, you know... That don't do podcasting. That, that don't do podcasting. That's difficult. Mm-hmm. Usually, if you uh, haven't had an episode in a while, it's just like zero, 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 People zero, are brain brain. Brain. I am paying People continue to download But when you have episodes like, what is fascism? Right. What is communism? People are going to look that shit up. And yeah. they're like, oh, here's a whole podcast about it. It's one of my favorite shows to produce. I love producing Devils in the Details Thank with you. you and Pedro Lima. Looking forward to the Half True History relaunch. Mm-hmm. Took a break for a while. You were doing the wrestling thing. Yeah. That took a lot of your time. You were traveling a lot. So much, yeah. Uh, but now you're back to teaching. Right. And uh, you're back to edumacating, and we're going to edumacate the masses. Absolutely. In our silly PFT podcast way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, half your history, Steve, like I said, please get the please get that Apple logo updated for me, please. please yes. Please. I didn't yeah. know that was I a know, thing. I know it's a sizing issue. I know. I'm telling you now. Yeah. yeah. This is your first know- knowledge about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, please. <laughs> I'm asking you. Get it done. Uh, and I'm doing it on the show, so now it's uh, recorded. Um, Steve, where can people find you online? Uh, if you Google Steve Etchy, all the stuff, all my social media and yeah. everything comes up, really, uh, really except great. for my personal um, email, email, which is steve.etchy at gmail.com. And you can drop the dot. Do what? Um, you could do. Oh, that's right. Yes, you, you, you can. You can do Steve Etchy. I love that because I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. If you actually just do Steve Etchy and you don't do the dot, it still does it. So you can email steviechi <laughs> at gmail.com. Stevie Chai. Stevie Chai. Thank you. And I won't come up, but it won't be because of the dot. It won't be because of the dot. It won't be because of the damn dot. Um, Cinema Crespediso on Instagram. Just. Crespity so on Twitter because mm-hmm. it wouldn't fit. It wouldn't fit. One it's a letter. Lot. One letter. It's a lot. One fucking letter though. Cinema Crespodis. Oh. I could have been cinema. Like I could have dropped the I. Right. I could have done something, but nah. Just Crespodiso. You could have because it's like, a nonsense word that no one else took. Movie Crespodiso. <laughs> movie Crespodiso. <laughs> nah, but the movie it's cinema. Paradiso. I know nobody would find nobody would, I know nobody would find it, but Steve, it would fit. I actually. <laughs> Recording some uh, Simon Time trivia say I had to explain. I didn't have to explain, but someone asked me, "What does the name come from?" I had to like cinema parody. So, and then they're like, "Oh, like they knew about the movie, ah, but they didn't put two and two together." Put two yeah, two they together. still hadn't put two. Oh, two okay. Together. Now that's crazy. See, I had never, heard, <laughs> I had never heard of the movie, so like that works fine for me. I just thought, oh, it's just a funny, it's just a weird name you right. came yeah, up yeah, with. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a weird sound. If name. I had known the name of that that's movie, parody so was a thing. I'd like to think I could have uh, put. That together when, mm-hmm. when uh, I'm I met Doug Benson, the comedian, uh, 10 minutes before I was on the show, it's my first time meeting him. And before he was getting ready to go out on stage, he was like, He was like, Cinema Crespo like, he was double checking the, the pronunciation with me. Yeah, I was like, Yes, correct. 
and he goes like cinema paradiso and I smiled. I was like, "Yeah, Doug, you got it. you got it, buddy. You know, it's a dumb pun. Oh, you get it. Doug, you might it's be a, the only one. It's a, it's, a, it's a dumb, stupid name. You got right. it, buddy." And he's like, "Okay." He smiled. Like, and that was, and that was an instance of two uh, film nerds like connecting over something stupid, <laughs> over something very stupid. Right. The show is almost um, beyond the Crespo Dome. Okay. Uh, that would have worked. Mad Max. Yeah. Wow. Which, how much we end up loving Mad Max Fury Road? Yeah. Maybe that it would have been like obnoxious at that point. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> right? Maybe blessing in disguise. Uh, it's a bad name. Crespo is a bad yeah. name. It's a very bad name. So follow us on Twitter at Crespo Diso. <laughs> Cinema Crespo Diso. <laughs> on Instagram. And uh, Cinema Crespo Diso on Facebook. Drew! I was Chris. talking to someone who was telling me about how much they they agreed with you last week on... Uh, what, what were we talking about last week? I don't know. It was last week. I have my show notes here. Last week we were talking about... Um, underworld, mm-hmm. and uh, they agree with you so much on on that. You mean underwater? Uh, that's what I was talking about. As well as, uh, that's what I said. Now you said underworld. No, I said underwater. Now you said underwater. <laughs> no, I have right here my notes. Underwater. You said, said underworld. No, you can go back and listen. Yeah, go back and listen. So these days, I did this on Simon Time Trivia. These days, I'm trying to gaslight people. In which, when they call me out on something, I just insist. I'm going to Trump. I'm insisting. <laughs> no, I'm right. <laughs> that I said the right thing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? I feel like it works. <laughs> sometimes like it, it does. It, sometimes it works. We mm-hmm. just insist. And then, then they're like, okay. No. They start questioning themselves. Nope. A fucking cop gaslit me this week. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, because uh, I got pulled over. 100% was not planning on talking about this. I got pulled over this week. For uh, you know when like a construction guy is sitting in the road, they got construction, shit, so they got the stop sign, the slow yeah. sign. So I got I pulled up to a construction guy. He turned the stop sign to slow, went to the next lane, pulled up to the other construction guy, went around him, kept going down. This is near where the, all the new UCF downtown stuff. Okay, is, yeah, right, right, right. Got, I got like two lights down. There was a car behind me, and then a cop car. When the light turned green, he flashed his lights. We both pulled over. Fuck, he's pulling me over. I'm like, shit, what the fuck did I do? He pulls me over. He tells me that I went around two other cars who were trying to go through this construction zone. He's like, you went through two other cars. You, you went around them. It's like, you know how hard that would be? Like, like, I'm like, and I'm thinking, when he first told me what happened, my brain couldn't even register what he was explaining. I was like, okay. And then he was like, I asked for license registration. I gave him my license. He walked away. And I sat there in my car thinking, wait, what did he think that I did? Yeah. The, I went around other cars. Then when he came back and like gave me back my license, and then he gave me back my license. Like you, you can go. I was on my lunch break. I was in a shirt and tie. So he was probably like, "Fuck, I'm not getting a weed guy here. I'm not getting no no real bust here." So he, he was like, "You can have your license. You can go home." I was like, "Wait, can you please ex- explain to me again what you thought I did? <laughs> what you said I did? Yeah. I didn't say it like that. What you said? What I did? Can you explain to me again what I did? Because yeah. I'm I'm a little confused. Explain it to me again. Said so I went around two cars." <laughs> To get around, to get through this construction zone. And then I was just like, the fact that I didn't get a ticket. Right. I was just like. Yeah. Okay. If you really did, you'd have gotten a ticket. Yeah. If you gave me a ticket, I would have been like, no. <laughs> no. I did not. I would have fought so fucking hard. But he was like, this was on like Tuesday, Drew. What mm-hmm. days? It's Sunday. Yeah. It's still bothering me. <laughs> this fucking cop tried to gaslight me. And so thinking I did something I didn't fucking do. Right. This also, I will say, this fucking fat cop <laughs> this fat ass fucking cop who I would love to see him try to chase someone down 
uh, this big old round. Oh, like he looked like he ate the uh, the wrong gum in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, like, he, he ate the blueberry gum. <laughs> he, uh, I'm like this fat motherfucker <laughs> is trying to gaslight me. All he was doing is pulling over a shitty yep. 98 I was gonna New say. Century. Is all he was doing yep. to see who can I who can I bust in this part of town because it's Paramore, it's a poor part of town, and you're in a shitty car. He's in a shitty car. My window comes down. I'm in my fucking lavender shirt and my tie, and, tie. and I'm like, I'm just a poor dude trying mm-hmm. to go back to my paralegal job. And he's like, Okay, you can go home. Fucking gaslighting motherfucker. Yeah. So anyway, that's the week I've been having. Okay. <laughs> uh, media diet. Steve, what you been watching this week, buddy? Um, or I, listening to, or reading, or anything. I like to right. keep it open. I like to keep it open. Yes, absolutely. But uh, I've been really into um, the show You, which I hadn't heard of until like Leslie had been watching it while I was sleeping. Who's this Leslie person? <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That's your <laughs> super special lady friend on tidbits. Say the reunion episode. Yeah, PFT Media. Um, and and so finally she's like, you have to you have to watch this. And what I, is it? I know about it. I don't know what it is. It's great because it basically what it is is like uh, the main character. Um, the reason it's called you is mm-hmm. because like he'll start watching a woman and be like, you, you. Do this and da 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 da. da. So the like, main character is addressing almost the audience. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, kind of becoming entranced with a woman and being like, "Yeah, you're wearing this, but you're doing this, and it seems that da 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 da." So it's you not know, a stalker. Basically, yeah. Okay. Uh, but the funny thing is, though, is that um, when he stalks, like when he does the you, you're doing this and da da da. Like everything he's saying is really sweet. Yeah. Like it, it's it's not it's not because uh, uh, it's from his perspective, right? Uh, it's not creepy at all. So you see why he wouldn't think he's creepy. Interesting. And to the point where I like the character. Oh, that's bad. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, 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 I see what they're doing. Okay. Um, yeah. Because in his everyday life, when he when he stalks somebody and then he gets with them mm-hmm. and they're in a relationship, he is a really caring guy. Like Interesting. He, you know what I mean? Like, he's one of those people that, like, he cares a lot in relationships and tries to do the best he can in relationships. He cares too much. He just takes it too far. He's a... Yeah, yeah, To the point, though, where you go, oh... Like, don't do that. Don't do that. No, No, you're you're blowing it. You're so sweet. You're doing a good job. You got it. No, you're blowing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay. And and he really does have, in general, like, his... his What's right and what's wrong when it's not him. Mm -hmm. He, He has... He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't see that what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. But when he points out that somebody is doing something wrong or somebody is doing something right or you know uh, uh, morally, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You agree. He has a very good moral Inter- compass. Interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. He doesn't realize he's bad. It's great. So the whole show, I know so they're just, they just he, he sounds like a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a Zach Morris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Zach Morris. So they just popped a season two. You only seen season one? Oh no, I saw all of it. Okay. Um, it's the whole thing from his perspective, from the guy's perspective. Yep. Interesting. Um, well, I mean, there are there are points where you know there are scenes well, he's you can not see in if, where yeah, we yeah. see stuff that he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but right, right. Interesting. That reminds me of. Have you guys heard of these movies? They didn't. They were pretty well reviewed, but no one really knows about them. There are movies called Him, Her, and Them. No, uh, I've seen the uh, like the, the cover for art them. or yeah. whatever on uh, uh-huh. yeah. It used to be in a video store. You used yeah. to see the covers. Now it's on Netflix. Yeah, him, him, her, and them. Jo- James McAvoy, Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain. It's a movie about their relationship. They're they're a couple, and uh, I think they have a breakup. He's very abusive towards her. He stalks her. He's very bad towards her. But the him movie is from his perspective. So it's all about how it's like 
he's just trying to be a good guy and he doesn't understand why, why, she's, why she's leaving bitch. why she's doing this why she's doing that yeah. I, I'm such a nice guy and then there's her which is her perspective and it's a fucking horror film and he's where like, he's a, he's a monster <laughs> and then there's them which is uh, I guess more like the truth yeah. of what the, the relationship is from an outsider perspective. And they're both basically pieces of shit people, right? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah. And and there's three movies, but from like all the same footage. Cool. Which just, yeah. Uh, maybe already six, seven years ago when these movies huh. came out. His, him, her, them is what they're called. It sounds sort of like that. It sounds like the him version. Sounds a lot like it, Of yeah. the TV show, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. Uh, I... I thought I read somewhere online that's a lifetime related. This huge. Uh, see, that's that, I was going to say you mentioned that off air, and it, it that seems weird to me because um, there are liberties taken. Like there are, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. um, in order for the show to continue, mm-hmm. you have to be okay with some of the stuff that he does. That's again, if he didn't stalk somebody and yeah. get into a relationship, if yeah. he just worked someplace. And didn't have a chance to stalk somebody, but but like they were around him a lot, and mm-hmm. he just naturally went into a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think he could. Well, mm, he's good at relationships in general. He <laughs> just ha, ha, you got tricked by the sociopath. You got tricked by the sociopath. <laughs> you got tricked, bro. Yeah, tricked. He got you good. That's the. That's, That's how sociopaths work. But usually, <laughs> but usually sociopaths aren't as good about, like, they think what they're doing is good, and mm. it's it's not. Mm. What he's, a lot of what he's doing, once he's in that relationship, is good. Oh, you just identify with him. Right. Like, 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 he's, no, 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 like, he's a good boyfriend until he's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when he's a good boyfriend, which is most of the time. Yeah. He's really good. But then there's always that thing that's ready to push him towards the edge. But then like, he's uh, got that, is she, she, who's that guy she's talking oh, to? And then he good. starts stalking that guy. And that's where you go, no, if he didn't do that, he'd be a great boyfriend. Then he'd be a normal person. He would be a great guy. But he's not a normal person. But he's, he's a not. sociopath. He's a sociopath. He's yep. a Zach Morris. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so you, you liked it. Oh, I love it. Shots, Leslie Joe. Uh, for putting you on that. Anything else you've been watching lately? Ah, uh, no, we just been. Oh, and I watched the Good all, Place for the sixth time, seventh time. How many times you watched? I know, right? Eight times. And have you seen the Good Place? Then no, I have not. This oh. guy loves the Good Place so yeah. much. It is so good. I, I've and been hearing good things about it. I will tell you. I always just dismiss it as a network TV comedy with Chris and Stuart. Blah, it can't be good. Then Steve shows up. He's like, "It shows amazing. I've watched it a thousand times already." <laughs> Every time he comes across a new person, you have to watch the show with me. Yeah. Um, then I saw you made some. I posted this in Facebook group. Like someone was comparing 2019 movies to stills from The Good Place, and the stills were like the dialogue from the from the show. It's like what the fuck? There was like a couple girls sitting at a table at a nightclub. Like, uh, like what are you doing? Like, oh, we're snorting the concept of time. Like they're about to snort. It looks like coke. Like, oh, we're about to snort the concept of time. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> What's the show about? What's going on here? Doing oh, time? It's all like crazy metaphysical shit. Okay. Like, like really wild out there. Like you have to kind of wrap your brain around the things right, you're talking right. about. Uh, and and comedic form. Yeah. And it makes people like I gotta I gotta finally watch. Okay. So Steve. Yeah. Twenty twenty. The good place. Yes, it's on my list. And, and it's I happening. think it's going and, down. And here's the thing I really like about it is that like um, you could be um, like a Christian extremist, and the way that they've set this up, mm-hmm. they're fine. You could be an asshole atheist that makes fun of Christians on the internet all day. You'll still like it. Okay, because the way that they put it all together, I mean, one of the first things they did was they went, well, like, well, what, what. 
I'm in I'm in the good place. Well, what happened with the so so everything I know, you know, like, oh, I'm a Christian. Everything I is that why I'm here? And they're like, well, no one religion got it all correct. And da, 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 da. so they make it in such a way of no whoever's watching this thinking like, yeah, this is this is uh, this is a Christian heaven. No, no, it's it doesn't like it takes from everything. Okay, in such a way that. Uh, like it makes sense. You uh, can't. There'd be no argument of you know. There'd be no man. This sucks. This is just Christian bullshit, right? Or this yeah, is or, just, or it's anti-Christian or anti-Christian yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's none of it. They do such a good job of making sure that okay. that doesn't happen. That reminds me of that Rowan Atkinson. There's a Rowan Atkinson hell. live. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the, yes, he's the hell at the very end. He he reveals that the Mormons were right all along. Right. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, everyone yeah, up. The Mormons. Yeah, the Mormons. Were it was right. the Mormons. Like, what? <laughs> The Mormons yeah. of all of them. Yes, the Mormons. They have magic underwear. Um, <laughs> they do. They do. You, you are nothing. Okay. Uh, well, let me give you guys my media diet real quick. I don't think we're gonna get to any news stories, so we're just gonna finish out with here because uh, some of these things are fun to talk about. The blade itself. You've been re- watching a lot of fantasy lately. Yes, I can recommend this fantasy series. I already mentioned it last week. Mm-hmm. It's the first Law trilogy. Okay, I'm almost done with the first book called The Blade Itself. By this British guy, Joe Abercrombie. Um, my favorite character is a guy who's only been in a couple scenes so far. And his name is Fenris the Feared. Fenris the Feared is some sort of... He's not even a human. He's like a troll. He's a Goliath. He, so this whole thing is about the North Game of Thrones. It's a, it's a, it's a Game of Thrones riff. The North... Uh, a guy named himself the King of the North. He's united the North, and they're now invading the Union to uh, to take over. He wants to be king of everything. He has like some sort of wizard who went and found himself someone from under a mountain. Like they had to lift up a mountain to find this guy called Fenris the Feared, okay. who's a real Goliath, eight foot tall motherfucker. Right? Who the first time you see him in, or you read about him in the book. He's in a cloak, so you don't actually see him. But people in the room describe as like an emanating thing coming off of him that makes you want to cower. Like it's almost like he gives off pheromones that make you scared. Cool. And you have to like battle your own desire to be scared to stand up to this dude. And then finally, in a second scene, he reveals himself. Uh, the way he's described is wild. He's like all sinewy muscle. He's giant. Uh, half of his body's covered in like in like tattooed runes, and um, his face is constantly in motion. So his his mouth is always either sneering or 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 snarling or jeering, but it, it doesn't stop moving. And his eyes move like wildly around the room as he looks at everyone. And then when he speaks, his voice sounds like it comes from everywhere, and he is like their champion. So you can either go to war with the North, or you can do a David and Goliath one on one. Battle Art Champion, who who just will just club you. Right. He's a giant who will club you, and he oh, and to demonstrate his badassness in front of uh his his enemies, he took a huge knife and just like stuck it through his own arm, and then he just like granted in a rave, who will fight me? While well, he had a giant like essentially sword in his arm, and then when he pulled it out, uh the the wound like closed up immediately. Fantastic. There's also creatures called eaters who like to eat people. I just read about this today. They're eaters who eat people. That's the second law. You're not allowed to eat people. Mm-hmm. Eaters don't give a fuck. They eat people. You try to kill them. You hit them with an arrow or a sword. Dust comes out. No blood. They're bloodless. What do you? How do you kill a bloodless person? Uh, Fire. Impossible. It's almost impossible to kill them unless you know magic. Magic. Uh, uh. So there's magic in this world, right? But the magic that they do, some guys they don't call it magic. They call it art. 
art. Because it's not pure magic. It's magic that's like meddled, muddled with uh, uh, their like intentions and shit. So they call it high art when they pull magic. Mm. Magic like Drew say, uh, I wanted to kill you, mm-hmm. so I turn your bones into water. Oh. That happens. That happens at some point in the story. Someone's bones got turned into water, Steve. Splish. Mm. Yes, flesh on the ground. Plat. Dead. That's how you kill an eater. Mm. You, but you have to have magic. It's a wild. It's only the first book. And there's two more books to go. And they get bigger. The books get bigger. I'm very excited. Huh. I'm very excited about this. Cool. It's a very good series. First, it's yeah. from like What's two it called? The book is called The Blade Itself. Okay. The series is the first law series. Joe Abercrombie is the author. Uh, very renowned now current day fantasy author like the, the the blade itself the pull quote on the front is like this is a tremendous blah blah George R R Martin right they, okay. they got him to be like tell everyone how great this book is um, it's fantasy in a way that kind of pushes fantasy in a different direction okay and uh, it, it's uh, not like your typical Game of Thrones or the Rings like he's trying to do different things with it okay and, uh, cool so far it's super fucking interesting I'm loving it um I've been rewatching Twilight Zone you mm-hmm. guys know Twilight Zone's on Netflix yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I watch it from time to time yeah you're OG yeah I've been just going through it I'm in season two. Oh, it's fantastic uh season one's amazing season two I, I'm like on season um, episode six or seven Actually, a little disappointing in some of the episodes, but then some of them are fucking like pure bangers, like some real good shit. So I'm I'm just putting that out there for people. Right, watch some OG Twilight Zone. I love it. All right, I'm, I'm gonna finish talking. Finish the show talking about this. I'm pretty sure isn't isn't the very first episode the one where he's reading the books and uh, he breaks his glasses? Yeah, I don't think so. I thought that was like the very the, first. The, Burg- I know it's the, the first- Burgess Meredith one. It's Burgess Meredith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think so, but I think. Yeah, they may be season three. I think season four is William Shatner, Terror at 20,000 Feet. Do you guys see the movie? Yeah. Right? You've seen it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie, Drew? No. The Twilight Zone movie? It's just an anthology where uh, they get different directions with different parts. Um, Steven Spielberg, unfortunately, does the worst story Aww. in all of them. It's a real bummer. It's a real sentimental piece of shit that yep. sucks. But George Miller, aforementioned Mad Ooh. Max, he did Nightmare at 20,000 Feet or 30,000 Feet yeah. with uh, John Lithgow. Go, yep. go. True. You have to watch it. Yeah, that sounds pretty amazing. It's fucking great. It's really good. Also, Twilight Zone, one of the most iconic pinball machines of all time. Really? Yes. Very good. Why? Very good machine. Because of the playability of it? or? Oh, uh, I mean, well, the, the, the that, um, the time that it came out. When did it come out? Uh, it came out in like, what was it? Like, I think like early 90s or something like that. But oh, I mean, like. It that's was, a golden age for uh, pinball machines, right? right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was a very popular time. And, uh, and they have, they have a ball made out of, um, ceramic. Okay. Um, they're all regular metal balls, but then they have what's called the power ball and it's made out of ceramic. Okay. And it is light as shit. So it flies faster? Um, yeah, so, like, when you hit it, like, what would normally, like, a ball would be, like, and go, like, up, like, say, most of the way up the top. Yeah. The other ball would be, like, and, like, just fly everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome. That sounds great. Is, do they have one over anywhere in town? Or? Uh, yes, they have one at, at the, the Pinball, pinball lounge. lounge. They do. True, we gotta go to Pinball Lounge one yeah. Friday. I mean, we, we, gotta go on a, we gotta go on our Friday. Right? Yeah. Because that's when they still do, how much is it? Eight, uh, Ten bucks, and from, like, eight to midnight... All like as as much as you can play. Everything's That's on free. Prime play. sleep time, bro. Cool. At eight o'clock on a Friday. Between, I mean, h- half that's prime sleep time. <sighs> yeah. Eight o'clock on a Friday, Drew. M- more like ten, maybe eleven. Drew, the issue <laughs> isn't the time. The issue is you have to drive to Oviedo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. Even yeah. worse. Uh, yeah, you got you, you, you see the chickens, you hang out right, and you find the pinball lounge. Yep. Uh, I, I, I have seen the chickens run out of the back of the Popeyes before. Yeah, I've seen the chickens run out of the back of the Popeyes. <laughs> it's before really I weird. Before I knew chickens. I was like, that's not right. Those chickens <laughs> are scarred forever. Yeah. There's something wrong. They accidentally here. went into the KFC. And was Some, like, oh! Someone throws them chickens some skins. <laughs> um... Okay, I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. I'm going to talk about something that I haven't, I haven't read, I haven't played, I haven't done nothing. But I'm fascinated by this fucking thing. Chris. And I'm hoping, Drew, that you can actually help me Chris, give me some info on it. What about Jeff Goldblum? We'll do that at the end. Okay. That's how we'll end with. Thank I, you. Thank you for reminding me. Didn't want you Thank to forget. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. Where's my Jeff Goldblum drop? Okay, we're good. Drew. Chris. I'm asking you. You're asking me. Because you're a video game guy. I'm a video game guy. You play video games? I do. You do? Do you have PlayStation? Uh, no, I'm an Xbox guy. Xbox guy. Okay. Uh, and I you mean, really don't. Not really. Not really. Okay, so. It's a this is a PlayStation game. Okay. Because it's Hideo Kojima, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, et cetera, et cetera. Have you heard of Death Stranding? Yes, I'm aware. What do you know Stranding. about Death Stranding? Uh, I know that Norman Reedus is the main character. Yes. Uh, I know that it is a it's all about making literally making connections and keeping connections open. Yes. And apparently the first half of the game is a walking simulation and then as you progress and get better and blah 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 then it becomes a little bit more fun but like, apparently it becomes a jogging There story. are uh, <laughs> uh, uh, apparently there are some missions where all you do is deliver pizza. 90% of the movie is delivering shit. And yeah. yes, you have to deliver pizza <laughs> yes. to people. Yes, it's yeah. a delivery move. But it's a delivery game. From what Kojima said, it's all a... He, re, co, it's about connections. The reason why he made it is because all so many games are about you know fighting the bad guy yeah. or conquering this yeah. or this, that, the other. And it's yeah. all about division. Yes. He wanted to make a game about connections. Fa- fucking fascinating. Okay, that is the... Yes. Okay, so you know about it. Yes, I'm aware. That's the crux of the game. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. there's some sort of weird baby in a jar that True. he carries on him. True. And True. Baby like, in a jar. He, you don't understand. Like there's, there's crying and weird spirits you and don't all understand. sorts of strange things. What, what is what, going what, on? Yeah, so yeah, you, no, so you describe the gameplay of it, and it's yeah. about connectivity and delivering stuff. Yes. yes. And Norman Reedus is the main guy. Yeah. Yes. But like all the shit around it is so fucking bizarre. It makes you want to buy a PlayStation and buy the game and play this game. Death Stranding is when instead of the Big Bang, there was a Death Bang. Okay. Okay. And something metaphysical happened where now a bunch of dead souls are like trapped in in the world, and they're beached like beached whales. They're called beached things, BTS, and they they're invisible, and uh, you can see them like leaving handprints and walk around shit. So you have to avoid these BTS as you traverse this world. It's a new United States, like hundreds of years in the mm-hmm. future. So okay. shit, So shit's fucked up. That's why you're making connections because everything's all destroyed. Uh, you're Norman Reedus, like you said. Leah Sadu, who was in the last two James Bond movies, mm-hmm. she's in it. Uh, the avatar of Guillermo del Toro's in it, but it's not his voice. Um, there's another person, another person I think that uses Mads Mickelson is in Mads it. Mads Mickelson's in it. Yeah, Whoa. Mads Mickelson. Is it all the flashbacks? Weird stuff. black stuff, like dripping from his. He's smoking all the time. Yes, yes, he's, he's super, in all the flashback yeah. scenes. Okay, so. It's I'm a down world. for this. It's a wild. I'm down for all so this. So there's like spirits in this world that you're right. trying to avoid. If you touch one of these invisible spirits, it causes like a atomic reaction that destroys like 100 miles of radius or whatever. There's um. So you're making these deliveries as Norman Reedus. You have a. You're Norman Reedus with a fetus. You have yep. uh, <laughs> Norman fetus. Norman yeah. fetus. You have uh, some weird psychic baby or so, something. So it's a 
baby that's in like a, from a dead woman that's been aborted from a dead woman, and there's a bunch of them. Yeah, and it's like been aborted, so you're walking around with it. And it's communicating with you. It's giving. It's like almost like the internet. Yeah, like, like the it, shit. Like it's like the baby's like the psychic internet. Yes, <laughs> and there's like, dude, I almost sent it to you. I should have sent it to you before the show. There's a seven minute trailer that I watched on YouTube. There's like a. a uh, a, a space whale flying through the sky and then like bodies are f- floating off of it. <clears throat> There's um, no more rain. It's not rain anymore. It's not time. So in the death bang, time got fucked up. So now instead of rainfall, there's time fall. So when the water falls from the sky, whatever it touches, it like it speeds up super fast. So things, uh, vegetation, it goes through an entire life cycle in one rainfall. There's a company, not a company, but there's some people who sell time fall porter, and it's beer made from wheat grown with time fall water. Uh, and then if the water hits you, like it'll it'll age your hand. But like I think if you have wounds and you pour the water on it, it'll like it'll it'll heal, heal your them. wounds. Yeah, um, but give you liver spots. <laughs> right. It'll, so it ages you as well. So parts of your body are aging differently. So it's timeful. This movie is loaded. Game, with, not movie. It's a movie. <laughs> it's a playable movie because I was watching it on YouTube and I was just sitting there watching. It and I was like. Oh, Sometimes I do those too, yeah. Dude, it's so good. I mean, if you like that, you should watch the 45-minute walkthrough for Cyberpunk. It's fucking amazing. You're right. I 100% should. Uh, I resisted the whole, like, video games can do the same as movies for years. For years, I resisted that. Well, for years, they couldn't do it. You were right to do so. Yeah, for years, it's all due. How long has it been? Like, like, how recent has it been that we've gotten good storylines actual good story in, um, in video uh, games it's, oh it's been a it's while. been over it's been over 20 years yeah yeah but legacy, the legacy of kane games alone were yeah. the what game what? the legacy of kane games uh, alone uh, has an amazing storyline what, what is this what is that as well i mean what is it what is it massive it's a vampire uh it's a kind of a vampire series is it soul reaver is it japanese no it's american soul reaver was good yeah yeah it's so it's it's got like but for when Early two thousands, I want to say it came out. Probably. So maybe post two thousands. Post two thousands, where well, yeah. story becomes integral. PlayStation Two brought about that gaming. revolution. Exactly. That's what I was saying. That's why I was asking where I think Japanese gaming has really because again, it's well, the reason, Kojima. Well, the, it's a Japanese. Well, the reason why is because uh, the Japanese were really heavy into the RPGs. Right. Role playing games have always traditionally been story been heavy. About the story. If, yeah. if, if, you, if there's no story, there's no point in playing the fucking game and, mm-hmm. and, so. and then like you said drew i even think about this it's uh instead of fighting and blasting and pulling things together it's, it's a game about bringing people together connections and yeah so then it becomes about yeah. uh yeah. delivering stuff much of the gameplay is which i don't look forward i want to play this game i don't i don't look forward to the, the walking gameplay. simulation yeah i look forward to it I, <laughs> where, where you have to keep balance and if you step yes. on something wrong you can topple over and get less money yes you have to like so you're, you're 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 carrying things in a pack and you're pulling things behind you and you have to use your right and left trigger buttons to like keep balance as you walk yeah uh that sounds like a goddamn nightmare huh? apparently also this game is um not necessarily that great reviewed across the board like a lot of people don't like the walking simulation gameplay aspect yeah. of it but everything else around it fascinates me to no end. Yeah, it sounds like the wildest shit ever. Mm-hmm. Death Stranding. Yeah. I want to. I want to play it. All right. You have a PlayStation, don't you? No, it got stolen. Remember? Oh, I do. Remember? Oh, I got robbed. That's right. Now you have a ring. Now you have a ring. Mm-hmm. Now you have a ring. Yeah. Good luck at those of you now. Yeah. yeah. I can only download games though. The drive is broken in my PlayStation Four. On your PlayStation Four. Yep. 
Also, I've been talking about getting the Switch lately. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting back to the gaming, guys. Hey, do it. Go for it's, it, bro. It's, been, it's, a good, of, it's a good time to get into it. I know. It's, I've been out for a few years. I guess yeah. time to get back in. Um, all right. So we're gonna end the game. We're gonna end the game. We're gonna end this game. So that stranding is a movie. This podcast is a game. We're mm-hmm. gonna end with some Jeff Goldblum. Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Like that. My job is to be devoted to love and to devotion itself. No, of course I don't die. I prevail, and the and the the, the great animals are let out in San Diego. That's right, Dan. We're playing Six Degrees of Jeff Goldblum. You know okay. about Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? We are on. Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're on the green number nine. Okay. Trying to get from an arbitrary point mm-hmm. to Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Our arbitrary point. This game was created by a listener Gabe, mm-hmm. who then started the game with Jackie Chan. All right, I'll give you the chain. Okay. So you know what's been used, right? What's been burned. Right. And then uh, also give me maybe a second to think, and then we're going to need you to give us the next chain in this link. Okay. So when we start with Jackie Chan, we went to Rush Hour. Okay. Rush Hour features Chris Tucker. Right. Chris Tucker was also in Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday features Ice Cube. Right. Who was in Anaconda. Mm-hmm. Steve Vetch said that one. Yep. John Voight is in Anaconda. Mm-hmm. John Voight was also in Tomb Raider 2. Okay. With Angelina Jolie, who was in Tomb Raider. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So we're hoping, Dan, you can name an actor and actress besides Angelina Jolie, who was in the movie Tomb Raider. Oh, boy. See, the only person that I can remember from Tomb Raider besides Angelina Jolie is British actor Chris Barry. Ooh, who played the boy. butler oh, and boy. exactly and other than red dwarf i really don't know what else that man has been in you don't remember a particular blue-eyed blonde hair james bond being in that movie was daniel craig in that movie was daniel craig in that movie dan so you're saying daniel craig is that your answer oh uh, yeah sure i not? think that's great all right daniel craig okay. that's a good answer there Joe, can you look at that i am i'm looking at it right now thank you very much i'm pretty sure daniel craig is actually- lara croft tomb raider i'm like who is this cast blue-eyed right gentleman yeah daniel craig wasn't yeah good job dan okay all right daniel <laughs> craig is our next chain in the man lake. actually there are there are a lot of people in that movie that Yo, I didn't Tomb know actually there. stacked. That movie, yeah. that movie was a big no, deal. No, Taylor was in it, so wow, was he Glenn? I don't even remember half and, of this stuff. I don't, I don't either. And I think it was a Simon West movie who, it's just like, just maybe two movies This is the avenue Con we Air. went, this is the avenue we went to, to connect Jackie Chan to uh, yeah, Jeff Simon Goldblum? Yeah, this is the avenue? Yeah, Simon West okay. did Con Air. Yeah, we're trying to get there. We're going to get to Jeff Goldblum. Eventually. And I think uh, we're going to get there now with Daniel Craig. We're so close. This man's been in a number of ensembles. Yeah. I didn't think I'd hear a Red Dwarf reference. I mean, you know, <laughs> you get, you get yeah. Dan in the room for long enough, you'll for sure hear some BBC. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Black Adder any second if you keep him talking long enough. I mean, we, we mentioned Hugh Laurie already, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Thank you, Drew, for mentioning mm-hmm. some some British comedy. Um, I know we said we we're gonna do some movie news, but we're out of time, so that's gonna be the end of the episode. Drew Sigarber, thank you. You're welcome. Ran out of <laughs> I'll fix that in post. Steve, yeah. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. had a good time. Dan, thank you so much. Stamper, Always great. Uh, host of Half True History. Follow the Facebook account, the Instagram account. Listen to the show. Uh, just subscribe now. Catch up on all the past episodes and get ready for the new stuff. That's going to be good. Um, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And you are welcome, listeners, for this week's free episode of Cinema Crespiso. Sign up at patreon.com slash for the good stuff. 
Uh, we just said our Oscar picks. Are they going to be right? Probably not. Right, Drew? Probably right. Probably right. We're probably right. We probably we probably right. You don't know black music. You never understood <laughs> black music. You couldn't handle black music. Man, it's over. A PFT Media production.